You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I never watched these. I rented them from Superior Video in Lloydminster. <laughs> yeah, we had D- we were at D&E Video, so we didn't have a lot of those options either. <laughs> Man, I miss video stores. What are we doing? Are we going to record a show? (laughs) Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Travis Curra, joined by Brazilian Ty. I do want to give you an update on how things are going with Two and Out Live. This thing is getting pretty close to actually filling up bookers. So here's here's the deal. We had like an initial allotment of tickets, and those are basically 80% sold. <laughs> I, I can't say that I saw that coming. What, what, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> so here's the deal. Like if that initial initial allotment sort of sells out, then we'll have to go back to bookers and we'll have to get them to open up even more of the floor. And then we could probably sell more and more tickets. But, to make sure you're going to get in there and have a good view and all that stuff, tuneout.ca. Get your tickets for Two and Out Live Thursday, November 21st. Doors open at 2.30. Show starts at 3 at Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Shack in Calgary. Your ticket price is going to include your first drink. It's going to include a donation to CFL fans fight cancer. And you're going to have all the happy hour specials from Bookers as well. They've got amazing food. They were on. You got to eat here. You know that they do things right there. So we wanted to give away a pair of tickets mm-hmm. on Monday show. So we were asking for reviews on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Uh, well, it makes us feel good. Well, you know what? If you absolutely trashed us and gave us five yard five stars, I I wouldn't. I'd I'd still appreciate that. I didn't expect things to actually make my heart grow three sizes Brazilian tie. I want to see how you feel that's, after that's I read un, these. That's unhealthy. You should probably get that checked out. <laughs> okay. Uh, first one is from Adam. He says, great podcast. I'm just here for the nonsense. Oh, and Trav and Tyrell do give some good CFL insight. Uh, that sounds about right. I, I mean, think you're let's, just let's here for honest. the nonsense too. <laughs> Ninety percent of this is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a very good point. Some days, now, some days, n- nobody else followed directions, um, but that's okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got messages from uh, the website tuneout.ca, uh, the mailbag. This is so cool. I can't, I can't really put it into words. It blows wait, my mind. Wait, 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 wait. The website has a mailbag? Yeah. Oh, you just what why do you do this? <laughs> like you're just setting us up for to get basically yelled at, well I guess an email in all caps about how terrible we are. Okay. This is from Mark in Iowa, which it 
continues to blow my mind that our little podcast gets listened to in Iowa. Probably a fan of the Hawkeyes, I'm guessing. See? So here we go. I love football, and I love the CFL. I have been following the players and games closely since 2003. Your podcast has really helped me understand the teams and players more closely than I could just watching or listening to the games. So now the podcast is a regular part of my listening lineup. Ty, I love it when you get rolling on a subject and we hear the elk trumpet. Don't change a thing. Thanks for an excellent product, and I left a five-star review a while back. Hey, can you hit that sound effect for me if you read this on the air? (laughs) Here we go. <laughs> I can't believe we just had the ornery elk get uh <laughs> get Oh, is that is that we're that's what we're calling him, ornery, not what he actually is. <laughs> Family show, I forgot. <laughs> hey, it's that time of year, man, with those elk. Um <laughs> Yeah, there there is a I don't know, what would you call them, a herd of deer? <laughs> Like, I know it's flock of cows, <laughs> right? A flock of cows. It's flock. Of, well, what would you call them? A herd. Well, yeah, I've heard of cows. There's a whole flock of them over there, but <laughs> tough crowd. Oh my! <laughs> but there's God. there's a there's like six does and one mule buck hanging out in a park behind the place I'm staying in GP. Oh, really? And when I walked past. When I walked past him the first time, uh, he eyed me up and down, and I'm like, okay, one of two things is going to happen, <laughs> considering what time of year it is. And then when I came, went yesterday, he wasn't around, but all the does were there, Yeah, and they were not that happy to see me coming out like through the trail as I was crunching leaves. They thought I don't know what they thought I was, but one took like a step towards me, and then they all Whoa. darted into somebody's backyard. Yeah. I need you to have the video ready for this. Yeah, I'm going to end up like that guy on America's Funniest Home Videos when he <laughs> doused himself in dough urine and then got <laughs> beat to hell by that buck. <laughs> and we got this tweet from Sheldon. He says uh, he listens to us on Google Podcasts, not Apple Podcasts. As such, I'm not sure how to rate these fellers on their ability to be an entertaining podcast. So he just says, two and out is an amazing CFL podcast. They know there's... He wanted to hear the elk. (laughs) (laughs) And pass on their football knowledge with lots of laughs. My laugh's amazing. And Ty, you were great at making me laugh. Five stars. I knew it. What did you know? That we're funny. (laughs) So on that, on that, Darren also says, because I'm a technological moron and can't figure out how to review the podcast in any other format, I'm going to leave it here. I love the show and cannot wait for the next. Contrary to popular belief, you two are hysterical. I can't wait to hear from Ty's mom. You know, Darren had me until the last sentence. Your mom is the most famous person never to be on this show. Yep, and she already has her tickets purchased for the live show. She is our biggest fan, which is scary. This is going to be the best day ever, November 21st. For who? <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you, though, that if my mom is there, I won't have to buy my own beer. Really? Oh, I'm the favorite. <laughs> In the Huddle with Karan Todd on the 2 and Out Podcast.
<laughs> that's a good one. I I, I really do well, like that. I mean, it's, be it's so obvious it hurts some days. Be careful. <laughs> Okay, uh, Calgary Stampeders are on by. We got news that Kadeem Carey is out for the season. He broke his arm. Mm -hmm. That's not been a good position at running back for the Stamps this season. No, it's it's been a bit of a revolving door, albeit just the three guys mainly. Uh, But with Don Jackson and Terry Williams there, it's not such a huge loss. If one of those two go down, uh, it's going to be magnified even more. It looks like they're still kind of finalizing what's going on in Halifax uh, with the Schooner and Entertainment Group. This, this, they want to put it in Shannon Park. I'm not going to lie to you. I have never been to Halifax. I am not familiar with the area, but things have kind of been scaled back. They were going to make it a $190 million stadium, now $130 million with 12000 uh, permanent seats with the option of having 12,000 additional seats on top of that. It just seems the more and more that this drags along, it's, ugh, you know, it almost seems more and more like a pipe dream. A little bit. I understand them scaling everything back, you know, cost benefit and all that stuff. Uh, but we saw it in the NHL when Jim Bossilli was trying to buy a team. The more news there was about it, it seemed the quicker got shot down. Uh, you know, and there hasn't been a whole ton of news, so to speak, come out about the Halifax situation. But every time we do hear something, it seems like it's scaling back little by little. Yeah, uh, which which isn't great. Uh, but at the same time, if they can make it affordable to start with, and and you know, create stability, that that's the that's the important part. They don't want this to be another renegade situation. Yeah, I'm not. You know, uh, downplaying anybody in the ownership group. It looks like they have a solid group oh, no, that's absolutely committed not. to making this happen. So that's the first step. Second step is stadium. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess we worry about the rest afterwards, right? 100%. Join 2 and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. And we are in the final third of the regular season. Man, this season is just... This season has flown by. I think it has for me as well. Uh, it starts with Friday Night Football. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are in Winnipeg. It's the uh, last third, I guess, of a three-game Western road, road swing here. These two teams did play back in July, and that's the game that uh, the Ticats lost Jeremiah Mazzoli for the season, but the Ticats still won 23-15. Obviously, uh, both teams look different now (laughs) with Dane Evans uh, fronting Mm -hmm. the team, Chris Strebler fronting the team because Matt Nichols was behind center in that game, and that's the game that he had 48 pass attempts and three interceptions. I would bet anything that I have that Strebler will not Drop back to pass forty eight times in this game. <laughs> I think he'll he might drop back, but a lot of those might be draws. Yeah, there is zero <laughs> chance that there's going to be forty eight pass attempts here. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the Ty Cats, though. Simone Lawrence 
and we've heard his name a lot this year, has been handed the max fine after a headshot on Edmonton quarterback Logan Kilgore. I did not see, I was at the game, so I didn't see the play until later on. I actually think uh, people are going to hate mail me. I thought that. Finally, the, it's you and not me. I actually thought that the max fine was fair. If it was any other player, I think this would just be – we would just ignore it. But the fact that Simone had right. his issue with uh, Kalaros earlier in the season, mm-hmm. I think that just magnifies it. And that's probably why people uh, wanted a more severe punishment here. Well, and it comes into the point where you have to look at repeat offenders. And so for Simone Lawrence, it's not the first time this has happened, so the fine does have to increase. Um, and like I said, he had, we have talked about him a lot this year, but it's been since he's come into the league that, you know, he plays on that edge. And if you were to get him to take that step back, is he going to be as effective on the field? I don't know. Okay, Ty, sorry. I got, I got my wife calling. She texted me that uh, I need to call her ASAP. Just a second. Oh, God. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> this is just great podcasting. This is the uncut version. <laughs> My, uh, I just got off the phone with my wife, and she gave me some crazy news. Uh, she's pregnant. <laughs> no. Oh. Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen is coming to Red Deer, baby. We 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 got one we got one in Lloyd. It was busy for three days. Now nobody goes there. Grey Cup fit up. Sorry, but I am going back to my first love. Um, can you bring, well, actually, since I'm probably saying your place the Wednesday night before Grey Cup, because I don't want to make that trip all day on Thursday morning, um, can we get like 30 biscuits for supper? <laughs> like just the biscuits. Like you guys get a carb have load the for the weekend. My wife loves the biscuits, oh, the biscuits too, but. They're so good. Right. Underrated. <laughs> they are actually, uh, have you, have you had the red lobster biscuits? Dude, so, I go to Red Lobster and that's all I eat because I don't like selfish. <laughs> okay. Shellfish. So, which ones win? Oh, it's Popeyes. Wow. Wow. I don't know. That's tough. Doesn't the Red Lobster? Doesn't the Red Lobster ones have like cheese on them? They do. Yeah. Okay. It's Red Lobster. <laughs> and and Red Lobster is licensed. So let's be honest. We all know where I'm going to end up going. <laughs> Beer and biscuits. Whiskey and biscuits. I I I don't know. Whatever. I can't believe she called you with that news. Dude, that is actually important news. You have no idea how much this means to me. (laughs) That's true love right there. I don't care who you are. (laughs) Well, she called me, and I'm like, "Ah, I'm recording. She'll text me or something. She's like, I need to call you ASAP. (laughs) 
This is important. See, oh, this is what marriage is. Getting excited. This for. is what I'm. This is what I'm missing out on, eh? <laughs> yes. Somebody to tell you that mm. Popeyes, and it's in the perfect location in Red Deer because it's on Gas Alley. Because if I drove by it every day, that would not be good. That'd be perfect. <laughs> it's like me coming home from anywhere from the west side. I can take the truck route and go around to the south end of town yeah. in Lloyd. Or I can follow Highway 16 to Highway 17 to go south, <laughs> and I drive right past Burger King. And if I drive right past Burger King, I'm pulling in. <laughs> As we continue talking about the Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's football games this weekend. Luke Tasker still hasn't been seen at practice, probably out against Winnipeg. But as we kind of talked on the last show, the Ticats have a nice little thing going on with their uh, receiving core. Bra- Braylon Addison, week in, week out right now, uh, is a must start in fantasy, uh, especially with Dane Evans playing quarterback. I mean, Brandon Banks is still putting up really good numbers too. Um, And you know they're going to throw the ball because they have no running game right now. Yeah, and speaking of running game, Malik Irons did return to practice, but I don't think this is the game you want to take a chance with any Ticats running back as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are number one in the league, giving up an average of 65 rush yards a game. They've been dominant. That, that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And not only Malik, not only Malik Irons coming back, uh, Tunde and Delicate and Delvin Bro are back. So Strevler, uh, his passing options are going to be a little tough to come by. Yeah, it's this. This game is going to be a bit of a slugfest. I think it's going to be, it's going to be quite I hope so. f- fun to watch. Uh, Winnipeg, uh, they do have defensive end Jackson Jeffcoat done with the six-game injured list and could actually return to the lineup for this game. So that's big for the Bombers' defense. But even without him, they've been doing their thing. I thought that Willie Jefferson. Didn't have, well, obviously, he didn't have the best game against Montreal because if he did, he's the guy that can take over a game and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, win a game for that bomber defense. Some really interesting comments from former player for the Bombers, Mo Leggett. I don't know if you caught him on the Rod Peterson show. Basically saying. Oh, I, I, def- I definitely didn't. Basically saying that they're. <laughs> You know, too many mouths, too many opinions in the bomber defense, and that kind of caused the collapse in, you know, against the Alouettes last week. It kind of just. Interesting. Yeah, and he was a part of that defense. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. that Richie makes the calls, and the guys aren't really listening or responding or agreeing, or the call they're, they're, is changing somewhere lo- along the way. They're. They're doing their best impression of Lawrence Taylor, right? Yeah, I don't really care. I don't really care what the play is. I'm going. I'm going after the quarterback. <laughs> Change the position, by the way. <laughs> he did. If they had twelve, and now we Lawrence have Willie Taylors Jefferson. <laughs> oh, WWE legend Lawrence Taylor. Oh yeah, WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, I twelve. Don't get this wrong. It's eleven, I think. Okay, I know I know my job. You carry on. Yes, I'm so right. It's Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow, WrestleMania 11. I'm so glad. You looked I it knew up that. already? Yes, I did. I was only one year off. 
Yeah, WrestleMania 12 was uh, HBK, Bret Hart in the Iron Man match. Oh, yes. And then See, 13 was... Uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't have Austin. the privilege of... Yeah, I didn't have the privilege of watching a lot of pay-per-views when I was a child, so... I never watched these. I rented them from Superior Video in Lloydminster. <laughs> yeah. We had D. We were at D&E Video, so we didn't have a lot of those options either. Man, I miss video stores. <laughs> okay, what, what are we doing? Are we going to record a show? <laughs> this is one of those 90% nonsense episodes again. The Bombers are undefeated at IG Field this season. Uh, the Ty Cats are mm-hmm. four and three on the road. I could actually see the Ty Cats and the Bombers both going undefeated at home this season. They're the only teams left that are undefeated on home field. Well, I think Hamilton's going to be the only team left undefeated at home. Is that a hint? Maybe. <laughs> it's going to be a barn burner. Or may- uh, maybe it's field. just misdirection. <laughs> I kind of want to look at the weather in Winnipeg because in parts of Alberta, are you going to be dealing with snow this weekend? Uh, maybe like a millimeter of rain snow mix on Friday, but we're supposed to get like half an inch of rain tomorrow. Sunny and nine degrees in Winnipeg. So that's basically oh, that's a nice bas- July that, day. That's basically, that's basically their summer, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful day. In Winnipeg, uh, Saturday <laughs> it is a triple header. <laughs> why? Why are we so mean? <laughs> That's not mean. That's not. It's not nice. <laughs> it is a triple header on Saturday. Edmonton is in Ottawa. The last time these teams played, it was an ugly one, with Edmonton winning sixteen to twelve. And, of course, it was supposed to be Trevor Harris's big return to Ottawa this week. I don't think it's going to happen. It's slow going for Trevor Harris at practice. He's not taking very many reps. If I'm the betting guy, it's going to be Logan Kilgore again. And, you know, not a lot of – hasn't been taking a lot of reps. We haven't heard a lot of news out of the Edmonton camp either. Uh, it just seems like it's setting up for Logan Kilgore to take the reins, and if that's the case, uh, when the depth chart comes out on Friday, I may have to make changes to my lineup. Why? What's your lineup looking like? Kilgore in it or what? Well, if he's starting, he will be in it. $5,000? At, at $5,000, how do you not? Oh, this is, I think, the hardest week all season when it comes to fantasy. Well, no, because there's only seven... There's only seven teams to pick from because you're not taking anybody from Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, there you so go. So it's basically like there's only it's basically like there's only three games again. There's three and a half games <laughs> going oh. on here. Um, as for Edmonton, Jovan Santos Knox has returned to practice for the first time since June. He does still have one game left on the six game injured list. I gotta say, it could be October before we see that entire land linebacking core healthy, and you know that there that was the area that had so much hype uh, beginning of the mm-hmm. season and coming out of free agency, and there hasn't been a time when Larry Dean, Santos Knox, and Don Yunamba have all been healthy. It could happen next week. Fingers crossed for this Ottawa game, and that changes a lot of things for that defense. 
the way that the way they've looked, getting that veteran presence back with everybody there, uh, could really. I and I, I, I I'm not saying this week that they're going to look like they did last week against Hamilton. Like I'm pretty sure they're going to run away with this game. Uh, but you get those three guys back on the sideline and in the lineup. And it changes the, the uh, complexion of that defense because you have the veteran presence and the leadership there uh, can turn things around. So as for Ottawa, the beginning of the season, they said uh, offensive play calling will be done by a committee. And it seemed to work when they beat the Stampeders and they beat the Riders. And now they're going to do quarterback by committee. Rick Campbell saying that Dom Davis and John Jennings are both going to get reps against Edmonton. <laughs> I'd still rather have Logan Kilgore. It's one thing to switch your quarterback every game. It's another thing to just switch him every quarter or every series. I I don't like this. Nope. Obviously, if, if John Jennings comes out and they drive down the field for a 75-yard touchdown drive, they're going to keep him in. But how can the guys string anything together if he comes out and, you know, maybe they have a 30-yard drive or something like that and punt away, and then they put Davis in. I... Well, if they're going to take out the quarterback after every bad drive, I mean, they're going to split playing time then equally. <laughs> over under. i got to figure this out here. You, you keep doing research, but what's the over under here? I'll do the research on this one. On how many times Richie Leone has to punt? Ten and a half. So I might take the over, too. So what was it last week? Didn't they have eight punts in a row? <laughs> it depend- It all depends on turnovers, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. If they keep the turnovers yeah, then it might, down... Yeah, it might be safe. To- yeah. If they keep the turnovers down, they're going to be punting a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, if they turn the ball over, they'll have to punt like four times. <laughs> uh, and linebacker Jared Fernandez was back at practice with the ones. So, I mean, that'll add some fire to the Ottawa defense, who kept them in games early on this season. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 not happening anymore. I think it's just becoming uh, too much with what's going on. Uh, for Ottawa, and actually, with, right well, now, with the injuries and the, the offense that can't score points, you can't expect your defense to come out week in, week out, and only allow ten points. Yeah, right now, I, I think that teams are running against Ottawa more than any other team. Three hundred and two mm-hmm. rush attempts against. Uh, they're giving up over one hundred and twenty yards on the ground, over five yards a carry, which, to be fair, is two thirds of the league, but. They've given up the most rushing touchdowns. I I think this is going to be a C.J. Gable game. As reluctant as the Eskimos have been to give him the ball at times, I think they need to do it here. They're going to have to. They gave him 18 carries against that win against Ottawa last month. He had 116 yards and two touchdowns. If that's your feature running back in your lineup, I think that's probably a good call. For sure. If they can establish a run game and they're going to get – you know, five to six yards of carry, wear out this defense, Kilgore can find Tavares Daniels and Greg Ellenson for touchdowns or Gable can break one. Like, there's just so much that can go right for Edmonton in this game. I just don't see a whole lot that can go wrong. Which means it can all go wrong. (laughs) 
That is also fair. Because the Eskimos are in a losing skid themselves. If there is going to be a game that is going to help their confidence, it might just be this one. Greg Ellingson making his return to uh, Ottawa and... Sir Vincent Rogers is on the sidelines, and Trevor Harris may be on the sidelines. So it's not quite the <laughs> the match we kind of hoped and thought it was going to be back in mm. June. Uh, this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Rural Roots to Climate Solutions, a podcast that dives into the technology and practices that are both good for the farm and good for the climate. Here's a bit more about the show. Hi, my name's Derek Leahy. I host Rural Roots to Climate Solutions, the podcast that looks at how farmers and ranchers in Alberta can use climate solutions to improve and strengthen their agricultural operations. I know we hear a lot of bad things in the media about agriculture these days, especially agriculture's impact on the environment. And you know what? Most of the stories are probably true. But there are a lot of things farmers and ranchers can do and are doing right now right here in Alberta to protect ecosystems, build resilient communities, and tackle a colossal problem like climate change. These are the stories you don't hear too often, and these are the stories we like to tell. Download and listen to Rural Roots to Climate Solutions on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and learn how what's good for the farm is usually good for the climate. Be sure to search for Rural Roots to Climate Solutions wherever pods are cast. That's Rural Roots, R-O-U-T-E-S, to Climate Solutions, or visit rr2cs.ca. Third game of the week is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Toronto to take on the Argos. The Riders did play the Argos on Canada Day and smashed them 32-7. to uh, Practice was closed in Regina. Uh, on Wednesday, but Coach Dickinson said that Roosevelt, Arsenault, and Williams-Lambert were all rotating with the ones. Basically, it kind of seems like one of Roosevelt and Arsenault is going to be coming out of the lineup here. I'm kind of confused that Dickinson put Roosevelt into that conversation. I think if anybody comes out, it's going to be Arsenault. I would think so, and you know, doesn't want to change what he's got going on with the ratio, so it's a it's an obvious switch. Uh, but the way Roosevelt has been playing lately, uh, you know, I, Arsenal. I don't want to call Arsenal expendable. You know, good veteran presence knows the game, can help out. But production wise, Williams Lambert is go, has a chance to outproduce him. Uh, you know, with three catches. Yeah, that uh, that leadership I think for Manny probably can't be mm-hmm. uh, understated, overstated, or over <laughs> um, can't be overstated. <laughs> um, that, that means that that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of reminds okay. you of the Claremont <laughs> and the Giroy Simon, you know, eras in Saskatchewan, where the guys really didn't contribute all that much, but when they did. It was well, huge. Claremont did score an overtime touchdown against BC. Exactly. And in then the playoffs. G-Roy did his thing in the 103rd Grey Cup when didn't really do much all season long. So, I mean, yeah. if if that's the same path that the Riders are going with Manny Arsenault, I think Rider Nation's okay with that. Uh, if, it, if it gets them to playoffs and wins them a playoff game or two, uh, I think everybody would be pretty happy with it. 
The Riders are coming off the bye. Justin McKinnis, Charleston Hughes, Corey Watson, and our friend Zach Evans were all back at practice. And another name was back at practice that we have not seen all season long. Brendan Labatt, back practicing. He had surgery earlier this season. He wasn't sure. It's an amazing story if you haven't read it. He wasn't sure if he wanted the surgery to continue to play football, and the doctor basically said, look, if you don't get this done, it's going to be hard doing any physical activity after you're done with football. So he said, you know what, okay, I will go get this surgery done. He ended up hurting something else uh, later on this year, but he's practicing and could be back into the lineup for Toronto or against Toronto. When you talk about leadership, veteran presence, Brendan Labatt has been an anchor on that rider offensive line since he came over from Winnipeg. Being a Canadian helps out with the ratio so much. Like You just notice how much of a difference it makes when you can have guys like Brendan Labatt play, the, play, play a position, not a skill position, and play the way he does and that well. When he's gone, you really notice it. And the little bit of shuffling they had to do... Uh, but if he if he comes back and he's 100% and he's healthy and can play the rest of the year, that's a huge get. It, it's almost like a trade deadline acquisition uh, for the Riders with him uh, being back. That being said, the offensive line has played really well in his absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota Shepley and Darius Bladek were both rotating reps at right guard. Uh, talking about the Argos here, President Bill Manning has asked Pinball Clements to spend some time around the franchise. I really like Pinball Clements. I think anytime he's around any franchise is a good thing. It's a good thing. And if if they're but trying this, to woo this him might into be the being... time you want to distance yourself. <laughs> if they're trying to woo him into being the full-time president for the Argos, I think it's a good thing. Bill Manning's not a CFL guy. I think we all know that he's not a CFL guy. And MLSE needs a CFL guy to be the president of the Argos. Not the president of TFC and the Argos. They need a face. And if they can get pinball back to being the face of the franchise in that city, I think it all kind of begins and ends with winning, though. And they only had six wins since they were sold to MLSE. It hasn't been good. I don't know if Pinball has the time he, with his charity and all the work that he does with that. He's always busy. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's very time-consuming uh, with what he does away from football. I don't know if it's something that he would be interested in. Well, you'd think he'd already be the guy if he if he wanted it, right? If Yeah, but, like, I mean, there's a guy who won two great cups with you that you know what you could probably approach and ask who who knows this league pretty well was he just in edmonton maybe i don't know <laughs> if he would want it but i mean you I, I think you you have to look at every single possibility if you're uh mlse right now right yeah they uh they need to get something going there and i think if it doesn't turn around next year, I'm. Ugh, I don't know what's going to happen in Toronto, and I don't know where they're going to go with quarterback. This year was talked about being the quarterback carousel year, and 
it did happen. Um, Bo did stay put, but Riley went to BC. There were a lot of changes, maybe not as much as chaos as some people uh, wanted or had hoped for, but this might be another year where there's a lot of changes at the quarterback position just because of all the success that some of the backups have had. And Toronto, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do at quarterback next year and this week. They're going back to James Franklin. Started the season as the team's starting quarterback. I liked what Corey Jamblin did back in uh, May or June, saying that Franklin's our guy, uh, giving him all the confidence he needs going into the season. And an injury put him on the six-game injured list. But, I mean, even when he was with the team, it didn't really look that good at all. But he did sort of provide a spark for them last week against Calgary coming off the bench. But it's just not a good spot for any quarterback for this team right now. Although, they do have receivers to throw to. Um, he's played with Darrell Walker in the past. He had a touchdown pass to Darrell Walker last week. They seem to be doing better with getting uh, James Wilder going this this later on in the season. But, <laughs> frankly, it just kind of feels like you're getting thrown to the wolves here. I, we talked about it last show, and I don't get what's going on with the quarterback position in Toronto. Your season is over. It, I'm assuming, and I, I'm guessing, neither Franklin nor McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to be back next year. Well, hey, maybe they want to showcase him before the trade deadline on October 9th. <laughs> that, could, that could be a possibility as well. But... That being said, if you name, if they name Zach Kolaros a starter, that's all hypothetical. If Zach Kolaros has a starting job coming into the season next year, you better know what you have a backup quarterback because you're going to need one or or two of them that that can win football games for you. Kolaros was back on the practice field this week. They still say he's not really close to returning. I think technically he's got another game on the six game injured list. I don't see why they would throw him out there it doesn't make no. much sense to see Zach but I'm back talking out there. at the start of ne- at the start of next year though if he is a starter they better know what they have at backup and this is the perfect time to start looking at Dakota Prukop or Michael O'Connor and and see if they can make it see if they can do something in this league because neither one of your quarterbacks are winning you football games seems really hard to find a quarterback there and they, they thought they had the guy when they brought Franklin in, but so far it just hasn't worked out for the Argos at all. I think this has the shot of being a big William Powell game. The Argos have only averaged two yards, no, not even two yards, 1.8 yards less a game on the ground than the Ottawa Red Blacks, just under 100, 120 yards. They've given up the second most rush touchdowns <laughs> they've actually also given up the most pass yards in the league it's just under 330 <laughs> the riders coming off the bye they should be rested they should be ready to go but I, I i don't get the feeling i don't know about you that the riders are still that they're this consistent offense that can go have a good offense and score oh, every week. God, I, I, no. I get the feeling that this could just kind of fall apart at any moment. 
if history has taught us anything, it's don't trust the riders. <laughs> I, I want to. I really do. I'm too jaded. <laughs> I am too jaded. <laughs> All the signs point to a good game from William Powell and company, and I, I want to see it happen, uh, but uh, I, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure that it's going to happen. Uh, William Powell has been a touchdown machine on the ground. He does have 10 of them. He actually trails Vernon Adams Jr. and Chris Strebler in the rushing touchdown department. And that's the only guys. Actually, three of the top four are quarterbacks. And, and that's well, why they're so valuable in fantasy, these three guys, right? One hundred percent. I mean, on the on the one yard line, they're not handing the ball off. They're calling their own number and punching it in themselves. In case you were wondering, the other quarterback was is Mike Riley, Cody Fajardo. Oh, Mike Riley's got five rushing touchdowns. It's because it's if this was last year, it would have been Mike Riley, but it hasn't been the year for them. I I guess it's tough when you can't. It's really hard to plunge forward. For a forty-yard field or a forty-yard touchdown. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mike Riley, the Montreal Alouettes are in BC. These two teams did play a few weeks ago, uh, where the Lions lost to Montreal twenty-one sixteen. It is Student Rush Night at BC Place, which is crazy. Students can buy tickets for 20 bucks, and some of them are going to get the chance to kick field goals to win 20 grand towards their tuition. So I hope that students come out and give this a shot at BC Place. But let's start with Montreal. Vernon Adams Jr. ended up being suspended for one game after a helmet-swinging incident with Adam Big Hill last week. He will not appeal the suspension and won't play against BC. I... I actually respect that he just accepted his punishment and moved on with it. Well, that, and I think he knows that there is no way he's going to win this appeal. There's video evidence of him swinging a helmet at somebody. Yeah, there, there was no winning that one. Like, it was just a waste gonna of time. You, what's what's going to happen if you appeal? They might add a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it appears that Matthew Schiltz will start for the Alouettes. I mean, Antonio Pipkin surpassed on the depth chart. Is that what this means? Uh, maybe. Which is surprising I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, like I would expect. I would have assumed that Pipkin would have been the starter. You know, he's mobile, can can move the pocket around and make plays with his feet, much like Vernon Adams. So they don't have to change the game plan that much. Uh, but they must see something. Kahari Jones, I mean, being a former quarterback, obviously knows something we don't about Matthew Schultz, and they're going to put up 50 points on BC this week. Uh, <laughs> Schultz has shown flashes. I think he's got a hell of an arm. He's only 26 mm -hmm. years old, and I wonder if this does mean that Antonio Pipkin is going to be available next year as well. He's only 24, so he's still a young guy, still a lot to learn in the CFL, and has mm -hmm. shown uh, that he can play and can succeed in this league. As for BC, Mike Riley missed Wednesday's practice with the dreaded man cold. Man, I'm, I, I'll be shocked if he suits up on Saturday. Scientifically proven, 
that when men get colds, the symptoms are worse than they are in women. So anybody who makes fun of the man cold can beat it. So, but hey, I've I've called in sick on a Friday and went out drinking that night. So I mean, it can be done. Like, so he, he should be good to go for Saturday. If Mike Riley can prove once again that he's the toughest guy in the league and can have a miraculous recovery. He can overcome this man cold and go against Montreal on Saturday. If he was smart, he'd put the Vicks VapoRub on the jersey. (laughs) And then he would just, and then when guys went to sack him, they would just slip away. Man, if you were doing a quarterback sneak in the pile and you rub some Vicks in somebody's eyes, like, oh. 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 No, it, oh, it's bad enough. Like when you just, they, I was, I forget which it was like a true crime show. Weird, I know, but whenever like the detectives would find dead bodies, they'd always rub Vicks underneath their nose, like where their mustache would be, because right. you wouldn't smell anything else. But that I tried it once when I was really sick, and all I did was cry for an hour because it, it stung so bad. I wonder if this this might be a good week to have Mike Riley in your lineup. Uh, Alouettes giving up 308 maybe. yards a week through the air. That is, uh, let's see here, third worst in the league on average. It would be a good week to have Brian Burnham. Because uh, remember, sack yards go against your pass yards, so that actually loses Mike Riley points. <laughs> Who are you picking to win all the games this week, Ty? Oh, go back up to the top. I'm going to take Hamilton. Wow. Um, just I'm uh, going with my gut. Just I, I just think that they got it. Edmonton, obviously. Edmonton, the cover, and possibly the over. It is seven and a half. At least. Yeah. So, yeah, Edmonton to cover. Um, Saskatchewan and Montreal goes into BC. No, BC wins. BC, 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 BC. I got Winnipeg. The Bombers are four and a half point favorites. I'm going to pick them to cover. Uh, Edmonton, seven and a half. Yeah, I'll pick them to win. I actually don't really feel that good about it. <laughs> Just going money line, eh? <laughs> I don't feel good about that at all. But I think you can take them to cover in the under. Okay, okay. 47, I think. Because Ottawa, Ottawa's not going to score. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> not with Edmonton's found ways to lose lately, man. Um, Isn't that the truth? Saskatchewan seven-point favorites over Toronto. I got them, and I'm going to take BC to beat Montreal. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> things are things are really interesting. BC, they're going to be the biggest Ottawa fans ever. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> because, man, if, if that happens, which... We all know it could. There there have been crazy things that happen in this league every single year, and this could just be one of them. What is your fantasy lineup mm-hmm. looking like? Well, after our little discussion we've had, I've been, uh, f- what, what would you call it, um, tinkering. Yep. So, C.J. Gable, Marcus Thigpen, banking on a return. 
uh, Greg Ellenson, DeVaris Daniels, Marcus Tucker at my flex, the Eskimos defense, because that's how much faith I have in Ottawa. I thought about going no defense. Uh, and then, of course, at quarterback, if he starts, Logan Kilgore. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you're, you got uh, you got some cojones there. Going all in. <laughs> I like that. I'm uh, going uh, defenseless this week. Uh, the first time I've done it since early in the season. I, I feel like things are crazy this week. I, I don't know why. There's no real bargains at running back unless you want to take a flyer on a returner. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really don't want to do that two weeks in a row. And I'm a fantasy god, so I'm going to skip defense. Um, <sighs> oh, and also, uh, Logan Kilgore is now up to $5,256. Oh, moving on up. Yep, to that deluxe apartment. <laughs> uh, Chris Shreveler is my quarterback. William Powell, John White, Shaq Evans, Lamar Durant. He's been steady. I, I was, uh, mm-hmm. I've been tempted on Deron Carter two weeks in a row with a touchdown. The passing touchdown doesn't count. If it did, man, I'd have him all over my lineup. And nope. the passing touchdown counts. It does. Yes. Oh, I checked the stats at Darvin Adams, and I didn't see it counting last week. So, well, uh, he didn't get a touchdown either, but I didn't see passing. So there cards. you go. No, yeah, they they don't show up on the like on your summary underneath the player, but it's but just a mystery total on the. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like them not telling you that you know touchdown a defensive touchdowns worth six points, and all of a sudden you have an extra six points from uh, your defense. Okay. That makes sense. Because um, who's ever running that fantasy game does a tip-top job. In my flex is uh, Jalen Acklin, who also continues to be steady in Luke Tasker's absence. Uh, who are your top projected guys for this week? Well, uh, Cody Fajardo at 32.1. That's only one game, so take that with a grain of salt. Mike Riley, 22.8 and 12 career starts uh, against Montreal. Trevor Harris, who's not playing, uh, was at 20.8. And then it's a real far drop-off down to McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who's also not starting, 13.3. And then you get to the Davis and Jennings show at 12.2 and 8.1. So, I mean, quarterback is kind of a mishmash this week. It is. Uh, Spend wisely. Spend wisely. Uh, Running back, C.J. Gable, James Walder Jr., Andrew Harris, uh, your top three. And as for receivers, RJ Harris, 17.2 uh, average in two games uh, This in his career uh, against Edmonton. Ricky Collins with 17 points per game. Naaman Roosevelt, I'm assuming he's going to play 16. Brian Burnham, 15.9. Kyron Moore at 14.7. He's been quiet lately. I think Kyron needs to... Uh... Have some Do better for a games breakout. down the stretch here. Yeah. 
Um, we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, pointing you in the direction of A Branded World, hosted by Louisa Campos, as she offers step-by-step guides and easy-to-implement advice on how to build meaningful brands that captivate audiences. The most recent ep- episodes right now are with Douglas Atkin. It's a three-parter. Uh, Douglas actually worked with the founders of Airbnb, Airbnb. Uh, so you can uh, learn how they got their brand to where it is now, how many people stay in Airbnbs for Grey Cups and things like that. So check out A Branded World and all the great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And also, if you need tickets for any of these games coming up here in Week 16, seatgiant.ca, the site is Canadian-owned and operated, but it does have uh, events north and south of the border. And it's all in Canadian dollars. So no crazy surprises on your credit card bill when those guys end up doing the conversion for you. If you use the Mm -hmm. promo code at checkout, APN, you are going to save yourself 5% and support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. Yes, mentioning, 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 I had a stroke. Mentioning it again is too Live at Booker's Barbecue, Grill, and Crab Shack in Calgary. It's the Thursday afternoon of Grey Cup Week. Doors at 2.30. Show starts at 3. Tickets are $15. You get a drink in there. You donate to CFL fans fight cancer in that ticket price. And you get the happy hour specials at Booker's. Tickets, our initial allotment is right around 80% sold. Twoandout.ca, go to the website. I've pinned the link right on top. So anytime you go to the website, click Two and Out Live in Cowtown. You'll find the ticket link there to secure your tickets for the big show. And Ty, you've been working on something on the side as well. Uh, people have asked, asked us about this for probably two seasons. How do I get a Two and Out CFL podcast t-shirt? You're working on that right now. Uh, yes, we are in the process of putting something together. A uh, couple options, uh, whether you want the ones like we had uh, at Grey Cup last year for the live show with just the, the straight black ones. Uh, also been tinkering around with like team colors. So if you're a Bombers fan, Royal Blue with our logo in gold instead of the traditional logo, uh, you know, orange for BC with black stuff like that. Um, we put out the, the tweet and the poll and, you know, people have been pretty responsive, about 80 votes on there. Now it's about 85% people saying yes, or, you know, depending on price. Uh, so we're looking at it. Um, we're thinking probably give us your size and preference, uh, whether it's DM or email or on, on the website and uh, we can put something together uh, you know, and we'll get info for money transfers or however you want to pay. Be twenty bucks a shirt, and then uh, that'll go towards the shirts, paying our uh, hosting fees or whatever. And then the rest can go uh, to CFL fans fight cancer as well, uh, on top of what we're already doing with the live show. Awesome! If you do want a Two and Out T-shirt, hit us up on Twitter. You can email us through the website at twoandout.ca, Facebook. There's all kinds of ways. Uh, to get a hold of us if you are listening to this show. And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to Two and Out Live on Monday's show. We're going to draw out of the newest reviews from Apple Podcasts. So get on there, leave a five-star review, and you could be going to the show in Cowtown. 
for free. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Have yourself a good week and enjoy week 16. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.